0: Hello and welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're four-season ticket holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game and all things Bears. So for a light-hearted take on Bristol's progress on and off the pitch this season, stay tuned. In this week's podcast, we talk to Andrew Cleaver, a.k.a. Bris Vader We also reflect on the Bristol Bears' 59-21 win against Zebra in the European Challenge Cup. And we hear from you... The fans, directly after the game. It's the Saturday before the game, and uh, we've come down for a a, a pre-game pint, um, and we've got a very special guest with us today. Some might say he's Bristol's number one fan. He's certainly one of the best-known fans. We've got Andrew Cleaver in the room. yes. Yes. (laughs) Andrew, welcome
1: to Bears Beyond the Gate. Thank you for having me, Tony. It's It's a privilege.
0: Well, one of the first things I wanted to ask you was... How did you first get involved with the club and your kind of love of rugby?
1: Um, well, I'm a, a Coventrian, born and bred. Sorry everybody listening to this uh, that? And um, as you all know, Coventry is a hotbed of rugby, nearly a, a bigger hotbed as, as Bristol. And uh, I used to go to watch Coventry play in the old days, in the older, uh, late 70s when I was a eight-year-old and uh, early 80s when we had some of the best players in the country play for Coventry and that's how I got into my rugby and lover my grandma used to take me there and then when I moved to Bristol after university days I got into watching Bristol who are indeed the best or going to be one of the best teams in the country well statistically they are at the moment top of the table top top of the league let's hope that stays there Mm. that way
0: fantastic so one of the, the other things I, I was interested in, because when I first started going along, um, you know, it, it was it was partly the mem, I think. It was the atmosphere. So, you know, thinking back to that first Bristol game, you're obviously a Coventry fan. How, how, how did the Bristol thing get in your blood?
1: Um, I came to Bristol um, because I moved here with um, my partner, lived here, and then... I just became part of the Bristol thing. People were so friendly. It was the pre-match banter. It was the Go. everything that happened around the, the whole the whole game, really. But I still love Bristol, so, so Bristol's that's I guess, no, So Bristol your partner. Without trying to sound too sycophantic, Bristol is one of the is is a, such a brilliant city. I, I love it. It's got so much going for it. You know, even if you're from Withywood or Hartcliff,
2: yeah. It's, <laughs> Do we know anyone from Weaver? Other, other
1: areas are available. <laughs> it's such a brilliant city and um, the rugby is up there and it's top, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's everything. It's, the rugby is obviously first and foremost when I go to the game, but it's just just brilliant. So,
0: we, we've got the... Uh, you came, came to Bristol from Coventry, fell in love mm-hmm. with the club. How did the Brisbane and the whole programme um, page come about?
1: Okay, you? so um, when I first went to the mem i stood on the blackthorn terrace uh, with some friends and um then i sort of thought yeah i'm a seat actually to be comfy to watch this top quality rugby that was going on so i went and sat in the west stand and as some of you will all know and definitely people listening to the podcast cast sorry podcast sorry yeah, not right. cast um we, it's never got the sun So it was the dark side So mm. talk to the club talk to uh, Tom Tainton The media um, guy there And uh, yeah We thought Vader Dark side I don't write under that Pseudonym now I actually admit who I am And um, that's how it came about really
0: how, how difficult is it to write the column each week You know to come up with new ideas And new inspiration
1: I can't say I come up with new ideas Sometimes when you're, doing, when you're thinking of things to write, as it was with the game, with, you know, extra game, sometimes comment on... You can write a whole article like you guys can talk about, you know, like you did in the last episode. You can talk about one aspect of a game because that is what's first and foremost in your mind. Um, maybe a new player coming to the club, maybe some terrible incident that's happened on the pitch a la the extra thing last year um, something funny that's happened some bit of banter that's been going around social media but anyone can do it anyone can do it I was just lucky enough just to be asked to do it and I don't hold myself up to be the, um, the a media guru that's not my training first and foremost and um, it's difficult sometimes when you've got a deadline to work towards as you all know it's really difficult sometimes you've got to do it it's got to be there
2: Lee, I was going to say I'm not being sycophantic but actually it is one of my, my favourite pages in the program thank you well. so much I think you are I, being I am being sycophantic as I'm saying that but um, it is it's one of those uh, yeah. it's one of those pages that comes from the heart So it's a Bristol supporter who has got the, the club you know in his heart through and through and that's, that's why I love that aspect of that page thank you Lee that's very
3: very touching Pete I've got a question, and I'm sure you don't mind, Vader. You know, us letting people know that you are, like myself, a fellow educator of young people. Um, and I'm interested in knowing uh, what you think about Pat as a, as a kind of teacher leader, because obviously, uh, I, I've noticed there's been a lot of phrases amongst him and a lot of the players talking about learnings every game, and it's clearly something that he's kind of indoctrinating into. Into the team, so I mean, I, I, what are his qualities? Do you think as a as a as a kind of teacher because he is developing players? Oh, how well do you know him as well?
1: I don't. I don't. You know what? I've only spoken to Pat once in an excited capacity when we got our promotion back to the Prem a few years ago, and I was probably screaming my head off because it was just a superb evening when we made it back he, to the Prem.
2: You sure it wasn't his brother?
1: No. Anyway, back to my question. <laughs> um, but um, he but Pat Lamb has stuck to everything he has said that he would do when he's come to the club Um, Bristolians playing for the club Um, well you know yes we have had some players play for England Um, Sheedy and uh, Piers O'Connor have played for England against the Barbarians was was against the Barbarians I think Um, so he's sticking to everything he's you know he said he's getting rugby out in the community and um, whatever we think of the Bristol, you know, our new name. We're still Bristol. I know when it first happened, um, from Bristol changed from Bristol Rugby to Bristol Bears. We're still the same club. We still, but um, Pat has progressed that, and, and and it's it's evolved into something that I don't think anybody listening could have thought would have got gone as far and been as positive as it has been. And we've got so much to learn from him. He seems genuine. He whatever he practices, what he preaches. Um, it's not about him all the time, it's about the community. Um and Bristol is such a close-knit community, that's what I've learnt as well, being you know, not being a Bristolian, um a, but I class my children a Bristolian, born and bred, and I'm really proud of that. And that's another thing about the city. But people if you if you are willing to get involved in our brilliant city, then it's all welcoming. And Pat has just Knows knows Bristol as a city and as a rugby club through and yeah. through.
2: I mean, I would say. Can you remember when we did the Q and A with Pat and and he was saying about um, the, the main thing that he was talking about was the new training ground, and he was busting Chris Boy's proverbials to get that up and running, and that that is the level that Pat wants to achieve, isn't it? It's it's like He won't settle for second best. It's always got to be 100%. I mean, look where we are now. We're top of the I know we're four games in, but we're top of the table. And let's face it, we've all sat around the table and we've been panicking about, let's just stay above the relegation spot and let's stay in the league. But now I think we're all collectively looking to a higher place than well, we were previously.
0: We are. But before we move on, because um, I'm really interested to ask Andrew what he thinks we're going to do this season and maybe the, the medium-term future of the club. One of the things that, um, when I look at your, your social media profile, I go, wow, Red Rose, number one. You you must have some special link with the RFU to get that, that kind of... Yeah.
2: Numero
1: uno. Yeah, numero Tony, una. now... Uh- if Any, all the listeners out there, and I know there's quite a lot bears be on the gate. There's yeah. at least thousands, 300, thousands. Thousand. well, the uh, the Rose Army thing and the Engl- England's number one supporter only came around, Tony. Unfortunately, I'm sorry to let you all down, all the listeners, because my surname Cleaver was I was first. First in the register, basically going back to being a teacher. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, sorry, everybody, not a number one's England rugby fan. I'm so, a proud, passionate supporter of my country, proud, passionate supporter of our club, but sorry, not number one. Yeah. Every, you know. Where they, and, and there's been a lot of discussion about what makes the best supporter, actually, on social media recently. Mm. Um, whether we go to all the home games, all the home and away games, whether we buy every bit of merchandise out there, a supporter. Previous a jobs supporter, you've had as well. Well, of course, you know? supporter is In a York. supporter. If you just watch Bristol on the telly. And this is a serious point, really. Gosh, I sound a bit serious, don't I? Um, oh, no one... Get, get the man another beer. No yeah. one... No one yeah, person is a best, better better supporter. No. And that's actually a good... A serious point. Am I making it a bit too serious? I would say, What I would
2: say is that... But, you, but I, I can pretty much guarantee that you never worked for Bath Rugby at any stage in your career. I I've
1: never worked for Bath, not Bath Rugby. I try to say Bath sometimes <laughs> at work, I do. But... Am I allowed to see? Am I allowed to talk what I saw on yeah, social media talk, yeah, earlier, yeah, yeah, earlier? That, that disgraceful well, social media post. What member of your of your podcast team? Are you sorry. You can name me Peter or oh. Pete. To, to his fellow well, podcast
2: colleagues. It wouldn't have been Miles because he wouldn't have been there. No,
1: but, well, Miles was um, probably um, shooting on his grouse farm or something. <laughs> He's quite posh, isn't he, I hear? He, he is.
0: He's such so, posh, poshest man in South
1: Bristol. Um, what, Pete was wearing what looked like a Bath rugby tie to a work's do. And... He took a little bit of... And apparently it was actually... It was a Uh, a Bristol Bears Am I allowed
3: to defend myself? are. are. No, no. It's a very simple defence. You go to the bar... You go to the...
1: uh... You said (laughs) bar! (laughs) 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 the first thing in his mind. Case, case yeah. closed. End all right. You yeah. put the oh, sauce
0: I, on yeah. I think he's going to be cited for that. I can see a a, a, a podcast ban. I'm drawing
1: a rectangle in the air. We're going to TMO I don't TMO. think
0: you need the TMO there. Yeah. Any, anyway, back to we'll, we'll move on from yeah, your your, right. your bath allegiances. Um, just staying on the red rose uh, uh, subject in England. I noticed that you met Johnny Wilkinson not too long ago, and I'm really interested. Is he as boring as he comes across on the telly? Because as a pundit, I almost nod off. I mean, we all love him for that drop goal in 2003. Great player, but actually, is he that
1: exciting as a person to speak to? Um, when I met Johnny Wilkinson, Sir Johnny, who is he is my best friend. Not really, guys. Um, we did some touch rub- a touch rugby competition. Um, you did uh, some touch- touching. No, not touching, Tony. Just um, sure. touch rugby at, at um, for an, an O2 thing at Twickenham, and that and Johnny Wilkinson was there representing O two. Um, he, I- I've never really fallen asleep when he's been talking on the telly, but he is such a good um, uh, pundit. And when he was at the event, I was at some of the stuff he was talking about was just. Top draw. He's um, he was talking about mental health issues and things like that, mm. which um, he, I think he suffered after. You know, you talk about the drop goal. Um, people would always ask him about that, and mm. I think after they won the World Cup, England, and with Johnny winning it for us in two thousand and three, he suffered terribly, and he's he's a big advocate for helping people with mental health issues, and, and oh, no. Ed, some of the stuff he talks about, genuine from the heart, and he's. He, he he's just a genuine person, and I, th- I
0: think he was also one of the most professional professionals um, I, I've seen. Actually, um, I'm, I'm I'm still not sure punditry is quite his thing. But when he played, his absolute commitment to training and keeping himself in
2: shape, both physically and mentally, uh, was was without question. I mean, I would say I'm I'm going to stick up for Johnny in punditry uh, punditry uh, terms, even, um, but. I, I do understand what you're saying but I think the guy is focused whatever he does he's focused and he's rugby focused and like Andrew was saying earlier about the, um, the mental health aspect I mean you could see mm. when the guy was playing that he literally because I know they've all read he was actually my humanities teacher at Woodward School believe it or not really? he was a kid coach yeah mm. and uh, Johnny you, I mean you could just see that's all he focused on kicking 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 and i can see how that would that would have a detrimental effect to your uh, mental well-being if you just focused on one thing to that extent i just
1: i just think as a person who is been held up by the media and and england supporters and rugby supporters as a whole he is just such a genuine person and just speaks from the heart yes he might be not the most outgoing individual if we say compare him to James Haskell for example but then they're two different individuals James has got his positives Johnny's got his positives and and but he's what he says he means and he genuinely does mean um, and like me writing and he's not doing it for show is he no um, and me writing for a programme or having a big flag as a Bristol supporter or you know it's we everybody should be able to support in their own in, in their own way. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's it's just really important.
0: Absolutely. Um, one thing, Andrew, You you know, it's quite an honor. You, the the podcast has been going for uh, quite a few weeks, and you are our first special guest. Thank you. And uh, wait, I, wait, I, am I checked? check. I, I would I, say I, numero uno again. Numero, Only numero uno first in the register. <laughs> Number one and um I did expect you to have a shave though before you came for the interview um you know because normally you are so suave and clean shaven, but you've a bit um bit of a tash going on there
1: yes um I thought this year that I'd um you know support the Movember campaign and Lee also is supporting the Movember campaign I mean his hair's been growing for a, a few weeks and he's like got a sort of like a very full beard um I'm not that hairy, Tony. That's a bit too much information. But yeah, it's um I thought support the MoVamba campaign just like the Bristol Bears players and yeah. management and coaches are, a really important campaign which As we all know is to do with um, raises money for men's health prostate cancer testicular cancer and also now mental health awareness which is is really important so i hope people out there are listening that are also taking part in november and people support that cause because it is it's really important yes i look ridiculous but but for a month or so let's do it I might keep it though to the can end I, of the year
2: though Andrew can I just say I, I love the fact that there's a lot of grey on the outside of the old moustache as well uh, there's um, a lot of grey going on here Brittany. it makes me feel so much better as someone who carries a lot of grey in, in, in the middle of the of the old chin such, but, such is the joy of being a Bristol rugby supporter I think Exactly. You know, I, I had a perm when I first started watching <laughs> them was so, that behind ear? <laughs> uh, so Tony can I just say I mean uh, Andrew if uh, if people do want to sponsor us actually um, what was what was the uh... the,
1: the um, we, we've got a team together part of our proper job ambassadors our beer group and it's called PJ and Tash T A C H E. So, if anybody thinks they'd like to add to our growing total, which, as I speak, is nearing £700 for our team, which is a good total, uh, every little helps and it'd be brilliant because as people who are taking part in the Movember campaign, like Lee and myself, it's... It's really good.
0: Yeah, any, and, and, and if you've missed that, we'll, we'll tweet that out and put that on Facebook so people can get a link after the podcast.
2: You can even get a photograph.
0: Made. Right, boys, It's time is ticking on and, uh, you know, we, we've got to make our way down to the gate. So, Andrew, I just wanted to finish with what your uh, predictions or expectations are for this season. We've got a European Challenge Cup campaign that's going to kick off Uh, very shortly how do you think we're going to fare in that competition and where do you see us finishing in the league this year
1: so um, as Pat said he's treating our European Challenge Cup campaign like we are in the Champions Cup campaign because I think that's where we will be next year so that suggests that automatically suggests I think we're going to be in the top six in the Premiership and looking at how we've started, I'm not going to be arrogant about it or assume that we're going to end up top. But um, I think I, I think we really could, if we keep playing as we are, end up in those playoff places. I won't be disappointed if we don't. Top six. Yes, we really can do that. And I think we should. But playoff places, I think we have the capability of ending up there.
0: Um, And I was just going to say, with the Saracens, if they, you know, that 35-point penalty, you know, they're not going to finish above us with minus 35 points this season. So, you know, I think most of us were confident, reasonably confident, of top six.
2: But, yeah, that top four is a real possibility now. The thing for me is our defence this season, where we we haven't had a defence before. And and now what seems to attack us... We seem to be able to hold out and we've, we've conceded, what, five tries in four, four Premier League games? Every
1: game, so. game we've played, we have got a better points return. Um, um, yeah, I mean, that sounds obvious, but you know, even Harlequin's away, yeah. we got a losing bonus point, which we didn't get last the same game last year. So I think...
2: We talk about small margins that we have every week on, uh, on the podcast and those small margins are all building up to be... A big margin at the end of the season. I totally would agree with Andrew that. A big margin? Well, it's a bigger margin. Yeah, yeah, a wider. A wider margin. A wider margin.
3: Yes, yeah, the um, school teachers,
0: that's the Which is margin almost to me is quite thin, but I we love a, a margin. Big, another base. It's
3: I that, that linebacker inside of the book. You want small margins getting into a big something else,
2: but you know. Can, can I just say though, um, just very quickly, I uh, just wanted to say thank you to Simon, who's uh, Andrew's friend. He's been sat there quietly bored out of his brain yeah. listening to us talk rubbish. He needs an
0: assignment as well. Um, so you're saying, if I'm right, you think top four is realistic, a playoff place at the end
1: of the season? Plot, um, plot, four. <laughs> plot four, top four? Top four? Top <laughs> four. Top four. Sorry, Sorry I haven't had at least double dot matrix. Um, top four is... Possible. If you're a better man, <laughs> I'd put some money on the top four, and I'd, I definitely put, I, I, will go and put some money on us getting to at least a semi in our semi, I and mean, who doesn't like a semi? Everyone. Um, semi,
2: but you know uh, what comes after a semi? Disappointment.
1: <laughs> um, so semi final, semi final of the Challenge, challenge Cup, but let's <laughs> let's go for a final in the Challenge yeah, Cup. Last Two, in, G- in May by the way Before it's yeah. not June like you said you said June
3: yeah we I, I, well you know but, uh, May the 20th it wouldn't be the first time. to made a mistake yeah.
1: get there, so we'll are go you, there.
3: Are you basically say we should start looking at flights
1: yeah and I reckon we should take the podcast to Marseille get some French Fantastic. individuals oh, involved that would be brilliant and oh yes. basking in the sun I've got A-level French tone there we are A-level French Peter yeah. Or revoir monsieur Oops.
0: Well, there we are. We might be looking at the French Connection three, uh, the boys in Marseille. That's it for today. We've got to get down the uh, down to the gate to watch the game. Andrew, thank you ever so much for being our first guest. Keep doing what you're doing. We love seeing you in the programme. We love the group on social media. We love your posts. So thank you very much for supporting Bears Beyond the Gate.
1: Oh, thanks, Tony. Thanks everybody. Keep thanks. listening.
2: Hey. Hi, I'm Nathan Hughes. You're listening to Beers Beyond the Gate.
0: Zebra, um, Miles, how do you think that went? Uh, well,
3: great result on the end. Uh, some lovely play. Euron Lloyd, absolutely shone, man of the match. Actually, some great flowing rugby from Zebra. Really nice, good Italian style, but not much conviction. And we put the sword to them at the end. Good game. Pete, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, it was a bit procession. To be fair to the Zebra boys, you know, they tried to play a bit, a bit of offloading. But i got to say boys, it was nice to be able to not have to queue for a
2: drink. <laughs> Lee? I, I really don't give a damn what Zebra did today. Um, for me, personally, the Bristol boys played with complete passion and uh, it was great to see the youngsters and, and the experience blend. And that's exactly what Pat wanted today. And that was, 100% for me I mean I think this is a really
0: exciting start to the European uh, competition obviously it's a big game that's coming up next weekend what do you think we should do as far as team selections concerned for, for next weekend
3: <laughs> Put me on the spot here Tony but I've got to say Joanne Lloyd didn't do anything wrong he kicked all his kicks he wanted the ball he his hands out the whole time he looked good you know why not give him another start that's what I say
0: Miles, what do you think? Because probably this is going to be the pivotal game away at brief. Well, actually, I think we brought on a few too many forwards in the second half uh, and
3: discipline dropped a bit, a few too many penalties. Uh, I think we need a bit of a stronger pack on next weekend and a few less changes in the second half, but it's going to be a tough match.
2: Lee, how about you? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with Miles. I think we need, uh, well, I think the, the team for next week is going to be stronger this competition. And I really do think we're going to, um, maybe, maybe in Marseille in June. are we, saying,
3: are we saying buy tickets, buy tickets for Marseille now? Oh, sorry, Lee's just
0: gone because someone just nicked his pint. But anyway, so, so someone's just trying to take a two-pinter away from Lee, which, which, which is a fate worse than a fate worse than death. So it's been a, a comprehensive win this weekend. So how far do we think we can go in the Challenge Cup,
3: Pete? I think we can go deep, as Lee said, is a great phrase. Uh, put, the big, put a of blend of, uh, reality, of big boys out and young lads get them going get them some experience there's no reason why we can't be booking tickets to Marseille in the end
0: and Lee you know it's been a quite comp- comprehensive win this weekend but how important is that away game in brief going to be as far as the, the final uh,
2: table is concerned for the European Challenge Cup I mean I think that the, the brief game is a massive uh, it's a massive game for us but do you know what? I think we can win in brief and If we can do that, we are European domination. I think it'll be really interesting when we come to the team um, back end
0: of this week when Pat names the team. If if we have a really strong team for next weekend, then I think that is a signal that, that Pat really is in it to win it. You know, will the likes of Nathan Hughes be back? Uh, you know, Lua Toa—they've come up as little injury doubts for this weekend. Um, but um, I think if, if Pat puts those boys back in for Breeve, that's a clear sign
2: that we really want to win this competition. Yeah, and 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 Profs—we we need to have props in this in this lineup because the guy has got so much pace in this competition. You give that boy the ball. And he is going to run and he's going to take that boy over the try line. I, th- I think one thing we haven't really talked about is um, Ian
0: Mad- uh, Madigan because, you know, he's nowhere to be seen. And you would have thought, you know, I mean, personally, I would have thought Madigan would have been on the bench today. You know, it's great to see you and Lloyd. He had a great game uh, at fly half. You know, he kicked the points, he looked assured. But, um, you know, I think we've got to ask the question now. Madigan, you know, is he ever going to start again for Bristol? What is happening there with Madigan? Because, you know, there's someone that's got international quality, that's got big game experience, and he's not even making the bench for the game against Zebra. I mean, Pete, what do you think about Madigan's future with the Bears?
3: What you say, Tony, is true. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard, to, to be honest, it's hard to see where he's going to start. You know, because now we've got Lloyd has come from nowhere essentially. I'd say almost Lloyd is number two. It's a sheedy. We know, all of us, are big fans of Tiff Eden. We saw him pre season. He's an unbelievable kicker of the ball. Looked like a composed sort of guy. Yeah, it's hard to see where Madigan's going to go. And, you know, we know he's on a, a big contract. Yeah, it suggests to me that come January. There may, you know, Mads, Mads. You know, there may be some discussions about where Mads going. That said, I've got to say we, we, you know, we cannot take anything away from what he's done for this club. When we needed it, you know, don't forget about Saracens last season. He kicked that, kicked that long penalty, Northampton, or, and that as well. Yeah. You know, and it's a difficult one. But yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, Pat Lamb every decision he makes is for the good of the team and you cannot argue with decisions he's making at the moment we're top of the table we've just destroyed like one of the teams in the uh, in the in the in the um it's not the Champions Cup, whatever the cup is. Challenge Cup. Challenge Cup. And, you know, Pat's got, you know, there's no sentiment in rugby. You know, there's no sentiment in professional sport. You make the right decisions. If he thinks that Joey Lloyd is on fire and he's doing the job for the team, that's what he's going to do, regardless of whatever people are paid. So, you know, we love Mads. We all love him. We think he's a great guy. He's done a great lot for this team. But if that's the end of his, his career here, then, you know, that's the
0: way it is. And we will send him off with a, a massive pat on the back. Yeah, absolutely. I think Jordan Lloyd has a, had a really good game today. Um, you know, showed obviously the potential. 18-year-old, fantastic. Uh, but, I, I, you know, I do wonder if Madigan's still got a part to play this season. Anyway... We've, it's the start of our European campaign. We've had a substantial victory here at the gate. It's a five-point win um, and uh, let's enjoy that. So my name's Steve, um Yian
3: Lloyd. I thought off the tee, absolutely brilliant. Needs to work a little bit more on his kicking while the play is going on. I he's a little bit rushed. Um, challenge Cup. I think it's a good thing. I think if we go with Pat and we want to win that and he puts a side out, I think it's a good thing for us to win that. It's a confidence booster. Simon Stone. um, With regards to Lloyd, I think he's played well today, as already mentioned by Steve. He's kicking from the tee spot on, but loose play needs looking at I also would like to mention uh, Piers O'Connor, who we took out of um, Ealing last year. I think he's absolutely phenomenal. And Fricker today. He played in centre, outside centre. He also played open side flanker today. He played really well too. Uh, I've already got my tickets booked um, for the final
0: in uh, Marseille. My name's Lawrence. I thought you and Lloyd had a fantastic game, the future star. And I think we'll probably get to maybe the semis. Yeah, my name's Barry. For an 18 year old with the talent he's got, I think he's going to go all the way. Well, that's it for this week. A big thank you to our guest, Andrew Cleaver. Thank you to Miles, Pete and Lee and to everybody that we talked to after the game. This is Bears Beyond the Gate and we'll be back with you next week.